All right, everybody, welcome into another episode of Let's Get It. Chase Martos, Justin Helms, here on Tuesday morning at about 10.45 a.m. Big news, I just graduated college. Congrats. Uh, thank you. Anybody looking? Yes, Clap. Any, anyone looking for <laughs> a broadcaster, of radio, or multimedia journalist? Yes, please hit please up Chase. Email me. Uh, mm -hmm. I will start with 5432letsgetit at gmail.com. Okay, big big show here for you here this this morning. Tim Tebow just doesn't <laughs> give up on his streams. When <laughs> I mean, I, I, I applaud him for that. <laughs> hey, when he said 30 minutes for the rest of his life, in that halftime speech against Oklahoma in the national championship, he really meant it. I mean, that 30 minutes has lasted for the rest of his life. He is, his 30 minutes has been about 10 years now. Yeah. <laughs> he is 34 years old. He tried to be a quarterback. Nobody wanted him. He went to broadcasting, then tried to be a professional baseball player. That didn't work out. It's a disaster because apparently when you go 10 years without hitting a baseball, it can really, really damper your, your it, it, it might, it might make it hard to make it. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? It might be a little hard if, you, if that's the issue there. And now your buddy, buddy, Urban Meyer is going to do you a favor and let your tight end dream come true and, and become a, a professional football player again. But, we got a nice show for you. We're going to do that, and then we're going to talk about um, the NBA play-in playoffs as well. We got seven through ten, and so Justin's going to break that down for us as well. But first, we want to remind you guys that you can follow us on Twitter at LGI underscore podcast. That is LGI, all caps, underscore podcast. You can also find us on Spotify, uh, Anchor, as well as uh, Apple Podcast, among other streaming sites, YouTube as well. Justin, let me tell you when I've already gone back and forth with the Urban Meyer thing. The first, the first thing that I said, I think, when we broke the news on here was that you know it was a decent hire. He obviously has a great track record in the NFL or in college football and it's an NFL franchise that needs to think of something new to do. I mean, it's, yeah, I, I think they're kind trying of to be there. It has been for a long time and why not try something new, but the man who can't stay healthy when times get tough, just is having the craziest off season. He's had a lot of money to spend and and that's why I think they made this move. I don't, I don't see them making this move. If they, if they had – this is what I told my father. If they actually had any players worthy of paying a contract to seriously on the roster, other than the ones they've already signed, like Marvin Jones and, like, some of the other free agents, even then, none of them are, like, super big names that you're breaking the bank for. If they had someone that they really were paying, they would not be doing this. This would not be happening. Like there's, they. This is literally just them throwing around money because they have it at this point. Like, 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 I don't know. This is so weird to me. Like, this is so weird. 
it, it started with Urban Meyer talking about free agency and saying he doesn't like it. He thinks basically to not to quote him directly, but to paraphrase, he hates free agency. He thinks it's not good for the game. It's kind of a, a messed up business for lack of a better term. And Urban Meyer said that? Urban Meyer said that back back at the beginning of free agency in March, and he just doesn't he doesn't understand the game. It, it's not about recruiting. You don't, you don't have all the control. I mean, he isn't recruiting exactly, and, and it, it's just the moves that he made in the draft just bothered me. I mean, it, it it doesn't work the way that he thinks it does. Where if you get the guys from the best, I mean, look at what what. Las Vegas tried to do a couple years ago. They drafted all of these Clemson players. They've drafted all these Alabama players. And yeah, these guys are great in college, but are they the best players overall in the draft? And he's going to learn very quickly that, you know, just because they come from these specific colleges, it doesn't mean that they're the best. Taking Clayton Farrell fourth overall when he was listed as a late first round pick Alex Leatherwood this year you know Josh Jacobs is is really good but is he the best overall was too early yeah it was too early Uh, Henry Ruggs last year (laughs) I thought was too early but sticking with Jacksonville here it, it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work like that and then you know, giving your buddy, doing your buddy a favor. I think it's going to be a complete disaster for Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. I I have said, I think it's either going to be a home run or it's going to be a complete complete disaster. I really think that it's going to be a disaster for Urban Meyer from the beginning. And I put the poll on our Twitter page, how long people give Urban Meyer and, I think most people said two years. And yeah, whenever whenever we did the poll, it was like sixty. Be a disaster, but I think it's gonna take about three. I think I don't think it's gonna be two years because I think they're gonna give him more time because of how bad they were. You know what I'm saying? That's the only reason I think it's not more than two years. I just. You know, I think they would give him the time. In the- Sorry, having some connection issues. We are at separate locations recording on Zoom. The Wi-Fi is a little off, Justin. We're talking about Urban Meyer with whether we think it's going to be two years, whether we think it's going to be long-term. I said it's going to be a complete disaster. I, and you think it's going to be more than two years? Yeah, I give him I give him more than two years because I think that organization right now has patience because they've you've seen how bad they are. They know that you can't just boom in two years. You know what I'm saying? As long yeah. as they're showing progress, you know what I'm saying. But if they go like like of course if they go one in sixteen and one in seven or like or yeah one in sixteen now yeah. Yeah. Because the new the new um the new season and everything. One and sixteen or they go two and fifteen. 
he's he's gonna be done then. Like like that that's gonna be done. Especially if Tebow looks bad and Travis Etienne look bad. Like that that doesn't look good. And then and then on top of that, I didn't know this, but I'm looking on ESPN now. Six days ago, this article released that they fired four of their longtime staffers. Jags have fired four longtime employees in the scouting and personnel department. That's not ironic. Like in the scouting department, right after you draft a running back first round that shouldn't have gone first well, round, wow. sign a tight end that is 34 years old and should be at home on a computer screen like us talking about sports on SEC or ESPN. Like, but it, okay, okay. I I think first of all, they drafted Travis Etienne to be their third down running back in the first round. Let's let's talk about how ridiculous that is. I I don't blame them for, for firing all of these longtime staffers and scouts because let's face it, they haven't had very good drafts for the most part in the past ten years. But Yeah. They had a few I, I think a lot they had a few years where they were where they were personnel wise. That what what was the year they had the top defense? Personnel wise that year they had done a good job. They had they had drafted Jalen Ramsey. They had all those. They had signed Calais Campbell, Malik Jackson. Like they had drafted. Uh, what was the linebacker's name? I forget. Miles, Miles Jack. Jack. Yeah, Miles Jack and everything. Like they were they were doing good then. But but it's yeah, not about that. Was about Tom Coughlin not keeping everybody and doing things his way or the highway. Yeah. My thing for this year with why I say Urban Meyer is going to be two years or less is because I don't I don't think you're right they gave Doug Marone a long period of time I don't think it's really about whether Jacksonville will give them time to try and build something there I don't think Urban Meyer's going to want to stay there and want to build I don't think he's he is he has (laughs) he has really gone in and his track record has shown that you know, he hasn't really had bad years in his first years. And maybe that's a credit to him. Maybe he can come in right away. He is a, he is a great coach. Okay, I'm not going to sit here and try and say that he's not. But, I mean, immediately he went in and really didn't have any issues at Ohio State. Florida wasn't a huge issue for him. Of course, it was that program was not in a great situation when he first got there. But... And you make no, I just point. don't think you go about it this way in the NFL. I think you you have to you have to go through. Um, it's about adversity. It's not necessarily about recruiting. You know, I mean, Jacksonville for free agency, they had a ton of cap space. On top of the fact that it's in Florida, where um, there's no there's no state tax, so you're not. And you make a good point. Urban Meyer has he's always looked good, but he is known for being the guy who disappears when the going gets tough. Like he did the same. He he well, I mean, things started he, he they their team started not to look so good. Saban started beating them around in the SEC, disappeared. I have heart problems. He might have really had heart problems or not. Like people speculate on that. They had that's what he he disappeared. And then Ohio State, everything goes down with the um, the assault and abuse with one of the coaches where he was possibly knowing and everything. He was just kind of like, okay, well, I'll leave then. <laughs> like, like, he's just, he's not a guy who really sticks around 
So I, I can I can agree with you that if if it gets tough after maybe three years, I can see him being the guy saying, I don't want to do this anymore, rather than Jacksonville telling him. Told you, like, they, I, I don't think it's going to be two years, but I don't give him more than five. I, I think it's like, I think, but it, I don't give him more than five. It really does not work like that. Like you said, okay, you drafted Trevor Lawrence. Great pick. Travis Etienne in the first round, when you have glaring needs on your team that are not running back, you just had a running backs in a row. You have a two-back system or whatever. Not is not the way to go. That's not what you should be doing. You should. They they had a great chance to sign a lot of corners. They had a great chance to sign a lot of D linemen. They had a good chance to sign some lot. Not sign. Draft some linebackers. I meant draft when I said all that. But it's just it's weird to me. And then and then Tebow to me that just it just it 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 makes it super real. Like this is not happening more than five years for you guys to go out and sign a guy who was 30, 33, 34 years old. Should, I told you, should be sitting at a desk talking sports on ESPN with Stephen A. Or or doing something. <laughs> he should be chilling with Marcus Spears right now. He should not be gearing up to play on an NFL team. It it, it just it blows my mind. Like, and the only thing that the only reason this is happening is because Urban Meyer is there. There is no other NFL coach that would have given Tim Tebow that chance. Tim Tebow should have played tight end 10, 11 years, years ago, ago when they were asking him to. In Denver and in the Jets, like he had, they literally asked him to multiple times. That everyone talked about it. He's, I'm a quarterback. I'm a quarterback. And and you know why I think he does this now? It's because I think he saw Taysom Hill. Yeah. I think he saw what Taysom Hill can do as a tight end, and then put him in a quarterback position and let him throw and everything. And it it gave him a chance. And now Taysom Hill is, I mean, Jameis Winston's most likely going to be the starting quarterback for the Saints a chance to see what he is like at quarterback and I think that's what Tim Tebow is really trying to do I don't think he has any plans of trying to stick around that tight end I think he's trying to work himself back into that quarterback room and and I think also he likes Trevor Lawrence a lot I think he wants to be the guy to to help train Trevor Lawrence and bring him up just to say that oh look I helped bring this guy up I'm, I'm this guy that that has the big mind and and has done this and trained one of the best quarterbacks and I, is, I think it's like, and, and that sounds selfish, but I really think it's partly an ego thing. Like, I don't, I don't know why that itch to be successful. Who was successful in college football, went to the NFL, was semi-successful. He had that one year where he went to the playoffs and then gets booted out the NFL. NFL like dude you're a great announcer or a great analyst that's the what you can be successful at at a professional level you don't have to play a sport anymore like that's 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 just crazy to me I think that you have made a ton of great points I I, I, that that all everything that you just said I agree with I, I didn't even think about the Taysom Hill situation and how he he probably wants to 
he sees himself and can be that. I think a part of it is also regret. I think, look, he hasn't played a game since 2012, and Jacksonville would have taken him to yeah. be a tight end. And I, I think that he regrets nine years ago not playing tight end for the Jaguars, and, and he saw the way that his NFL career went. And, you know, maybe – I don't think he's going to go and try and take Trevor Lawrence's job. I think he certainly he's smart enough to know that Trevor Lawrence is the future of Jacksonville. But I, I mean, I, I think that I think that he saw what, like you said, what Taysom Hill was able to do in, in New Orleans, and he can he thinks he can be that at 34 years old, and. You know, he he's going to try it, and I think that it's a terrible move. I want to look – let me show you the top six free agents that are tight ends right now. And I want to think about why Jacksonville decides not to go with any of these guys. One, now this guy didn't play in 2020, but he's still available, Delaney Walker. The tight end from Tennessee uh, played at San Francisco as well. That, I mean, you were telling me that he is not he is less game ready than Tim Tebow right now, and doesn't deserve a chance as much of a chance as Tim Tebow right now. Give me a break. Another guy, Tyler Eifert. Yeah. Tyler Eifert. Yes, he had a bad year last year, but. You know, he caught 36 passes for 349 yards for Jacksonville last year. He's 31 years old. He's still an experienced tight end. Jesse James. Jesse James is not necessarily known for being a pass-catching tight end, but what's Tim Tebow going to be? Is he going to be a blocker? Is he going to be a tight end? Is he going to be a special teams guy? Why not give Jesse James? And these are all tight ends. Jesse James had some good years with Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Like, whenever whenever it was him and Heath Miller. Remember, he had that big play against, uh, what was it? Was it the Patriots? It was I like, think it was New England, yeah. Play, and it was like, yeah. And it was, I forget what it happened. It was like a controversial play, if I remember right. But, uh, um... He had good years with Marcus Mario. Probably a top. Reason that he's kind of dropped off is because now they got they had Johnny Smith, Tyler Eifert. I can understand somewhat. These guys like they're good tight ends, so it just it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Like, and I'm not sure what tight ends they have on the roster. I can go look, but I. I makes it to the season. I think he gets cut before the season starts. I I think he would too, but nothing that Urban Meyer at this point would do would shock me. I'll give a couple more. Trey Burton he played it. I know him mostly as the tight end from Florida from twenty twelve that Jarvis Jones stripped in the Florida game uh to win for Georgia, but 
he's another solid tight end, had some good years in Indianapolis and Philadelphia. Cole Pruitt, the Tennessee tight end as well. There, the point that I can go back, all of these guys have played football of some sort since 2012. There hasn't been a nine-year layover. And when Tim Tebow feels that for the first time, when he see yes, Tim Tebow's in great shape right now. He is in better shape than a lot of guys in their 20s. I mean, don't get me wrong. But when they see when they see um, when he gets hit for the first time, if I'm Miles Jack, I am I am making I am circling Tim Tebow and he is my number one target in practice. Because I am seeing all of all of my colleagues right now that are out looking for a job and I'm seeing this 34 year old tight end who's trying to live out some dream and and I am and he's getting chance from his former college coach who hasn't proven himself to me in the NFL who's really just not been it hasn't really had the best offseason to start so so I am I am licking my chops, and I am, I am targeting Tim Tebow in practice every single play. And and I and I, I one hundred percent understand that. And and Urban Meyer doesn't respect the guys he has in the locker room now, and that's what Ryan Clark has said. And that's another thing. Tim Tebow has put his. gonna go right back to him within a year but he's the 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 looks bad because you're like you said you are now giving a 34 year old man a chance when there is plenty of good young guys out there as free agents that you could sign on your roster today for a one-year contract it might It's still better than Tim Tebow. He is, like you said, 34. And at first, at first I thought Tim Tebow, like, he's too short to be a tight end. I didn't realize he's actually 6'3". That actually kind of surprised me. But um, I thought he was, like, around six foot if I looked at him. But it, it looks bad. And like you said, if I'm, if I'm a guy like Miles Jack in the locker room or, or something like that, like, I'm going I'm to I'm make sure that Tim Tebow remi reminds himself on that practice field that he's 34 years old. I'm going to hit him hard, and he's going to remember, dang, I am 34. Maybe I should not be out here. Like, 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 it's not even a ton you can say about this, other than it's just not good. It's just not a good idea to do this, especially in your first year. Like, you should – I guess this is the time when you take risks because you can make up for it later or make up – You take man this guy I, I i give tebow i'm i'm telling you i'm predicting that tebow maybe makes it at most i'm predicting that he makes it like through the first few games of the season like and and like and if he makes it past that is because he's making an impact past the football field he's being a leader and that's the only other reason i can think urban meyer did this is that he wanted he knows that tim tebow can be a leader and he knows that 
he can not train tra uh, Trevor Lawrence to be a good quarterback physically, but he can help him mentally in that aspect maybe. And, and that's the only thing I can really think of because I don't see him – I don't even see him getting on the field much, honestly. Like, I just – it's not it's not happening to me. I – Tim Tebow's going to be a leader. He has a ton of work to do. Mm -hmm. Like, he, he, he has – he has so much work to do if he's going to win the respect of guys in the locker room because he is taking a job from all of these of free people. agent tight ends that I just mentioned and then some – including undrafted guys right now that are looking for jobs as well. So Tim Tebow, it, I don't even know if his leadership style will work anymore because it, sometimes it's just really cringe how he's just – so like I respect his faith. I respect, you know, his, his religion, like religious studies, but that doesn't get through to a lot of people. You know, it, some of it can come off really cheesy. Some of it can come off uh, cringy. And yeah, it does. Is it, it going to work in <laughs> 2007? Is it going to work for a locker room that has been losing a lot, just like it was working for a locker room in 2007 with a college team that, was, that won two of three national championships exactly. after you won the Heisman Trophy? That cheesy stuff is okay if you're being successful, cause whatever. Like we're winning. Like he can be cheesy. It's working. But yeah. if you're if you're doing all that stuff and, and you're not winning and these guys are not happy with it and you're your part and they in their minds you're part of the problem of why this is not the team. Like they don't want to hear that cheesy stuff. They don't want to hear you come in there. Like no offense to to like religion and religious people. They don't want to hear you coming in there talking about well, God's going to make it right and blah, 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 blah. Like, that's not, <laughs> no one's going to want to hear that. Absolutely. Like, that's not, that's not the time. Yeah. But before we go, we probably have about 15 minutes left. Let's talk about the NBA playing games that are going to be coming up here in the next couple of games. Yeah, I think next week is when they start. How is it going to work? There's seven through ten. Right now, the East, it is – Charlotte, it is um, Boston, who just lost oh. Jalen Brown. We'll talk about that in a second. It is, it is Charlotte, Boston versus Charlotte, Washington. Boston. Yep. No, I'm sorry. It would be seven versus eight and then nine versus ten. So the Pacers would play the Wizards. Exactly. And, and this is how – this is in the East, it is in order, Boston, Charlotte, Pacers, Wizards, which means Boston and the Hornets will play each other and Pacers and the Wizards. This is barring that none of this changes. There's a two-game – the Celtics are two games back from not being in the play-in. So they would have to, to boost up or that or the Heat would have to start losing a good bit. Like these last few games, they would have to lose like in a row. I think – but at this point in the season – it seems pretty set that this is what the seeding is going to be. There's like, what, three, four games left, like, for most teams. So, it, it, this is pretty set. So, in the East, it goes Boston, Charlotte, Pacers, Wizards. In the West, Lakers, Warriors, Grizzlies, Grizzlies Spurs. And Boston just lost their number two guy. I don't – I no longer and, – and, and I actually had to – go back and backtrack. I tweeted that I said, I think the Wizards would be the one to make it out of the play-in now. I didn't, I forgot. I didn't realize that two teams will make it from the play-in. Seven and eight spot are, have always been in the playoffs. So this is how it works. 
the teams seven and eight will play each other and nine and 10 will also play each other. The winner from seven and eight is automatically locked into the playoffs. The winner from nine and 10 goes on to play the loser from seven and eight. So that's the benefit you get from being seven to eight seed, which would normally be in the playoffs anyway. Instead, now you're playing for your spot. And I think that's what most teams are mad about, like, like LeBron James getting mad the other day. Most years, not most years, every year, if you are seven and eight, you're in the playoffs. You are playing the first and second seed, but you're in the playoffs. Now you're putting them in the playoffs. They have to fight for their chance to stay just to still play the first and second seed. Like, that's not, that's not good. Like, this, I don't think this play-in lasts past this year, honestly. It, it's cool to see because we're most likely going to see teams like, like Boston and, Hor- and the Hornets play each other. We'll most likely see the Wizards make it to the playoffs after a terrible start. And, and, and Russell Westbrook having a career a record year. He just broke the triple-double, uh, Oscar Robertson triple-double record last night. But um, we'll most likely see Lakers and Warriors. Well, we will see Lakers and Warriors. So if, if I'm it, – it's a weird – I don't really like the play-in. It's interesting in terms of viewership, but it's not, it's not fair to those seven and eight teams that would normally be in there. Of course, they're teams that usually don't go far because they're playing one and two, but it's not fair. I, I, I think – but this is what I predict in the East. I told you all, Celtics and Hornets play each other. Pacers and Wizards play each other. I predict Wizards are going to beat the Pacers. Pacers are going to be out of it from that first game. The loser of 9 and 10 is done. They, they don't get another chance because they weren't supposed to be there in the first place, honestly. Wizards, they beat the Pacers. They're going to go on to play the loser of – Hornets Celtics, which I'm actually predicting is the Celtics. I'm predicting that the Celtics will lose that game, not by a lot, but it will be close. I think the Hornets, they know, the thing about the Hornets is they know how to play together to me. The Celtics still 100% haven't learned how to play together, which is why they're a seventh seed right now when they're, they should not be behind teams like the Knicks, Hawks, and Heat, as, as most people would think. They have more they have better talent. You know what I'm saying? Not more in terms of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They have like better talent, but so I, I see, I see wizards making it. And then them going to play the Celtics. I think Hornets are going to win and be locked in. And I, 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 I because it's hard for me to give the Celtics things without Jalen Brown. I just do not see Jason Tatum being able to carry that team by himself. Even though the no. Wizards are a small ball team, they don't have a lot of bigs just like the Celtics, the Wizards can score more than the Celtics, and that's all it's going to well, take. I'm not going to give my prediction because this, this can obviously change by next week. I have n- – the NBA playoffs have always made them there has always made more sense, but it has bothered me because let me just look at the East. Okay. Well, first of all, if you have a losing record, you have no business being in the playoffs. Yeah. That is it's any clear, sport yeah. at all. I give you the that. Hornets right that. Now, the Hornets right now are the eighth seed. At thirty-three and thirty-five, this play-in, yeah, it's it's interesting for the week. But one of two of these teams 
are going to go and get swept or lose in five games to the 76ers or the Brooklyn Nets. Yep. <laughs> that's, because, yep. that's very true. Even, it's not even it's not even about it's not even about the it's just about talent. Exactly. It's just about it. like they have been the most consistent all year long. They have or Philadelphia specifically has been everybody has played together the entire year. Okay. The best game we would have saw is Celtics versus Nets or Sixers. And and without Jalen Brown, it's not good anymore. The horn the horn the Hornets just get LeBron or LeBron. LaMelo back. LaMelo mm-hmm. Ball is back. They play so much better when he is on the floor. He's yeah, they do. If he if he, I believe even with the way Ant Man is playing, LaMelo yeah. would have won rookie of the year it's, it's hard to not give him rookie of the year i think he still gets it he was healthy i think it's going to be i mean anthony edwards has played incredible this year i i think that i think it's still going to be him but indiana we've seen how they play this year yes they just beat the hawks last week but they have they have no business being in the playoffs the wizards they're hot right now i would give them the edge in this four-seeded playoffs or four-seed play-in, but they just, they don't deserve it. None of these four teams deserve to be in the playoff. I I would argue that I would say the Hornets and Wizards do. I don't, the Celtics and Pacers don't. The Celtics, the fact that they're 35 and 33 is just the fact that they have the players that they do on their team. Their record should not be what that is. They've had a lot of injuries and they've they sustained some things, but the way they've played this year has just not been not well, been not what they play. Like the Wizards don't have Westbrook and Bradley Beal. Yeah. Yes, Bradley Beal off- doesn't play defense, but he is yeah, a scorer. Um, Russell Westbrook, I mean, he has the track record. Yeah, he's an all-around player. And, and they right have now, five games under five hundred, and they. Had a horrible start. They were the worst team in the NBA for oh like my the God. first two Their or three months. Their start was absolutely terrible. And you know it. It goes back to it's the all the what have you done for me lately, and that's why these teams get into the playoffs. Yes, they're getting hot at the right time, but they should be a little bit punished for the disastrous start that was in Washington. Yeah. And I think I the NBA playoffs will not. Brooklyn and Philadelphia deserve the bye. And then three versus six have at it. Yeah. That's what would make I'm, the NBA playoffs better. Because I'm interested to see the Hawks often, versus Knicks. Yeah. How often do one seeds beat eight or lose to eight seeds? Not often. I mean, can you name <laughs> any in the past? Yes. I mean, the – the Hawks have been an eight seed a couple of times against Indiana uh, back in, I want to say it was 2013. And then uh, Boston back in 08. But this isn't March Madness. Exactly. And <laughs> I just, you can't tell me that any of those teams deserve it. Seven through two. Okay. In the, in the Western Conference, of course, mm-hmm. all these teams other than the Spurs have at least a winning record. But yeah, the Western Golden Conference State doesn't is, really deserve it. What? I, I, I won't say that. 
Western Conference is better than the Eastern Conference in general. It's been that way for a while. Memphis Um, and San Antonio. Okay, I'll say Memphis and San Antonio. Yeah, I'll say I really just say San Antonio with with the the only team that I think actually doesn't deserve to make it in the West is San Antonio. I don't see. Okay, first of all, let's get this out the way. There's no way LeBron and Anthony Davis are gonna let them get kicked out in a play-in. Point blank no. period. I don't need to talk about the Lakers anymore. They're winning that first game. I don't care. <laughs> like I'm I'm sorry. And you saw the you saw the interview. There was a press conference with Steph the other day where they asked him. Do you think um, fans in the NBA would like to see uh, Lakers versus Warriors with LeBron versus you again? Steph didn't even say anything. He just sat there and nodded. He just he was that's like, yeah. gonna be that's gonna be the most watched of the, <laughs> exactly. of the four matchups. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's the most interesting. That might be one so of the most watched see... games of the Western of the Western playoffs. Honestly, look that's, the, that's N- LeBron the NBA the NBA ratings have been down this year they've been down pretty significant i believe and i can guarantee you the lowest the lowest ratings of the season if the season ended today would be the memphis grizzlies against the san antonio spurs oh my god that, those <laughs> I, are two, about those that are like so. those are two of the smallest markets in the nba they have the only reason people will Too tune into that game is because they want to see John Moran. That is the only reason people are going to watch that game. Because other than I, we talked about this before the show, that that's not going to be a fun game to watch. It's going to be, for lack of a better word, just boring. Like no one wants to watch those two franchises play right now. Like I Memphis Grizzlies are a young now. team. They have they have some talent. They're a young team, and the Spurs are just up and down. Like they they, they really shouldn't be there to me. I would have rather seen. The Grizzlies, I said this before the show, I would rather seen the Grizzlies play the Pelicans and the Pelicans make it in with Zion and B.I. and Lonzo because, to me, that's more of an exciting team to watch than watching the Spurs beat their Spurs and Grizzlies play. Like, that's not that's not fun. Well, I'll go ahead and right now. I'm not going to watch that game. I have no interest in watching that game. I if think it's on Pelican, and I'm not doing anything, I might turn it on. The Pelicans, <laughs> the Pelicans have, it's too little too late. I never liked the Stan Van Gundy hire from the very beginning. I don't think yeah, that he's like fit there. I think he's a whiner. So I don't think the Pelicans are going to get in, even though they have talent. Yeah. They are better than 31 and 38. They are. But just, a lot of their losses have become have come in and come back losses. They get up big and they – it's like the Falcons. Falcons, they get up big and they play no defense. If LeBron is not going to be able to come back – LeBron's eight, coming back on Tuesday. Today. He's coming back today. Yeah, they okay. announced that. And it's funny. It's well, really, really ironic. Difference. Yeah, it's very ironic. You see, and, and LeBron, and, and like me and my friend talked about this, LeBron might be the biggest finesser in history. He knows that they've played on a shortened season. He knows he is not fully healthy. He is taking his time. He, if, if anybody knows how to be ready for the playoff, regardless of having played games to get ready and get in rhythm or not, it's LeBron. LeBron's trying to take as much time to get healthy as possible. And then all of a sudden you see Anthony Davis drop 40 points and 15 rebounds and then win. That's not, that's not a coincidence that he, that he then announces that he wants to come back right after that. He knows they're back. He, he knows, he knows they're what they're trying to do. He knows that now is the time for us to get together and really, really get in rhythm before this playoffs. Cause Anthony, Anthony Davis went, 
42 points for – he went 13 for 27, 42 points. And it's not loading the rebounds right now. 12 rebounds. Like, it, a, that's a double-double right there. And with Andre Drummond, Dennis Schroeder's still out. Um, they'll, they'll be getting him back soon. I'm pretty sure he was out with Corona, if I remember right. But um, they'll be getting him back soon. Andre Drummond is still out there, and he's playing pretty well. He's been on kind of reduced minutes. But they, I, I think LeBron, LeBron's smart in what he does. He, he waited for Anthony Davis to really – know he was back and now he's going to come back and they're going to win the rest of this and i'm not sure how many games back they're in the standings but they still might have the chance to get out of the play-in but they're a game and a half behind the trailblazers exactly. for the sixth and they exactly. are two games behind the mavericks for fifth. exactly i i think that i think what they're really trying to do is boost and get past that play-in well, let me only tell got you this let me tell you this. If they play the Nuggets in the fourth seed, I, and they have LeBron and AD back, they're winning that series. If they yeah. can get all the way to the fifth seed, they're winning that series. Their last I, few games they have in the season, they have the Knicks, the Rockets. That's a win. <laughs> they have the Pacers. Yes. They have the Pacers, most likely a win unless Karis LeVert goes crazy like they did the other night. And the Pelicans, that's a win. Like, they, dude, like, it's, it's, it's just not ironic. Like, they, 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 they know what they're doing. I think they're going to most likely play themselves out of that play-in. I would like – in the East, I think it's set. In the West, I think Lakers are going to play themselves out. And I think we're going to see one of the highest scoring games that we will see. We're going to see – the Blazers and the Warriors, nonstop threes. So, let me. I have to get going, but I'm gonna. I'm just gonna make a prediction that if it ends today and it, okay, if it stays the same way that it is today, the seven and eight will not change. The seven and eight seed will be representing the West. It's yep. gonna be the Lakers and Warriors. Yep. I agree. 100%. For the East, for the East, that's the most up in the year because all four of those teams, again, really have no business being in the NBA. Mm -hmm. In, in and the they playoffs. could possibly be each other in any night, just depending Absolutely. on how good they're playing. So, should be interesting, but that's going to be the show for us today. Um, we'll be back later this week as the NFL schedule is announced tomorrow. So we'll give our thoughts on that. Also. Some interesting comments made by Arthur Smith that we want to talk about as well. And then, of course, the NBA playoffs will have most likely been – the seedings will have been affected a little bit by the end of the week, so we'll get into that. But that's going to do it for us today. For Justin, I'm Chase. This has been Let's Get It. Deuce, deuce.